0: Hey, it's Tom Sullivan here with Forging Ahead, and I've got Matt Lombardi today. So, Matt, why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself, however you want to be introduced, man?
1: Yeah, awesome. No, I, I really appreciate you having me, um, and I'm really excited to to chat about Beam and the entrepreneurial journey and, and all things in between. That, but um, I grew up in the Boston area. Um, I was fortunate to play hockey at BC, which was my childhood dream, and um, then played a little bit professionally after and Um, had an interesting career path post-hockey, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. You know, I stopped doing something I'm so passionate about. I would say I tried and experimented with a few different things, Um, you know, kind of got going in in an entrepreneurial career path. And about a year, about a year and a half ago, launched a CBD wellness company called Beam with one of my best friends, Kevin. Um, And I would say... Yeah, I would say that's my <laughs> that's my short and sweet intro.
0: Cool, man. What uh, take me through the path of like the really early days. Um, your co-founder's name is Kevin, is that right? Yeah. Like, take me through some of the early conversations and um, what do you remember from those days?
1: Yeah, um, it's very serendipitous how Kevin and I um, started Beam. So Kevin also went to B.C. He played baseball. He played professionally for a few years after as well. He's a really good relief pitcher. Uh, He's in the White Sox organization. And we were friends. We actually were in classes. We've we've had a few group projects in school together. We knew each other, um, you know, just being down in the athletic facilities. And then one of his teammates and his best friend from his team, um, John Spatola, was someone that I grew up with and also was one of my roommates in college. So John was sort of this in between nucleus between Kevin and I and and our other friends. And um, Kevin just happened to move back to Boston geez I think this was somewhere four or five years ago and we, we didn't keep in touch after school but he happened to move into the same building that I was currently living in and about to move out in within a month or so long story short we overlapped and that a building and we became best friends pretty quickly just he was training for an Ironman at the time with his um with his now wife and I just jumped in and started working out with him we just had such similar passions and interests, and immediately bonded over that and I would say naturally you know given our interests and our passions we started talking about ideas and concepts and things that we cared about you know and then trying to mix it in like could we do a business could we do something together and we were training for a Boston Marathon not this past spring the spring before so I guess that was 2018 and the one with the really bad weather and we started to read and hear about CBD and Given our athletic backgrounds, we were also, and also just putting our consumer hats on, this was obviously way before Beam, uh, and we knew nothing about it. We were confused. We had the same stigmas or usual stigmas people have, that it's weed, it gets you high. Um, But at the same time, you hear about all these fascinating benefits that it has, almost to the point like there's no way it can help with all these different things. So long story short, we just became really intrigued and interested, really just curious, um, not even thinking at the time of this potential business idea. And um, we, we just started to try some different products. I remember taking both of us, we weren't together, but we, you know, we called each other. I took a capsule, so I think he had an ingestible oil. We took it and then just sat and waited to see if, you know, we got high or see what we would feel. Again, we had no idea what we were doing. And um, so it's funny to think of that. And through that, we just started to get and look at the lens and, and kind of come up from a macro level. And we had a couple insights at the time, given what we're reading. One is that we were realizing based off looking at and studying the trends is cannabinoid CBD in particular is going to be you know this emerging market it's going to be one of the biggest health trends and one of the biggest um, impactors on people's health over the next decade or so um, which is interesting you don't really get to see there's not too many times something this big happens in the wellness space um, and then our other insight which was more just from looking at from our viewpoint was when you go to the grocery stores or the places that were selling CBD or you Google it, a lot of the companies and brands are all very medical and medicinal and apothecary looking, not really looking like a wellness active lifestyle, um, daily lifestyle supplement. Um, they all look like something that they all just look like a cannabis product, you know? And I think it, it's what was also leading to people having misconceptions and stigmas about it. So we thought wow, we realize benefits with this in our own lives. Is there a way that we can build a beautiful brand, um, you know, surrounded by transparent, high quality, efficacious products and ingredients uh, and really cater this more to the active lifestyle, the athletic lifestyles that was sort of the world that we were living in. Um, and that was really just the the initial insights and ideas. And then sort of from that, there was all this other stuff that had to happen, I, I would say, to get to where we are today or to get to even launching Beam, but It really started just like our passions, our lifestyle, our interests, things that were authentic to us. And, you know, and then just getting really excited about a few insights and and ideas that we had.
0: Do you remember the first, um, like, when did it kick in for you that this stuff is legit? Because it sounds like you had to overcome a lot of the things that people are still trying to overcome about CBD. But like, was there a, a particular aha moment when you said, oh, this this stuff is actually legit. Like, was there some kind of result that you found, or or an experience you had?
1: Yeah, it, and I think again, our interest in it first began because we both had personal, positive personal experiences with it, and some mixed ones too, actually. And what and and those were, and so you read about CBD, and I can dive into this in a little bit. But there's so many benefits and how it works within your body, these different things. Kevin and I were both going through different things at this time. I've never done an endurance race, so whereas we ramp up our training for the marathon at that time, my knees and my joints and everything were killing me, just because, as you know, as a hockey player, you don't really do too much long distance stuff. And Kevin, you know, just his day job and things at that time was just insanely stressed out and had a lot going on in his life. You know, more on I'd say his you know mental capacity, things like that. And as we were trying different products, really, we found ones that seemed to be working, and we found others that weren't working. So that was also really interesting to us. You have all these things, and some are junk and some actually are efficacious but what really got us excited was when we found ones that worked it was for me it was just realizing my knees have been a problem for the last up until that point you know six seven eight years since i stopped playing hockey just all the training and everything and they've always bugged me it's it's kept me from doing a lot of stuff like i've really gotten into crossfit and i don't think i could have done that just because i had so much tendonitis and, and achy joints and uh for me, it was really just I started to realize I just I just felt better. My knees weren't bothering me as much. And as I ramped up training, my knees actually were getting better, not worse. And the only variable in there was um, the CBD. I wasn't trying any other supplements. I wasn't doing anything different. My training, my sleep, my diet. Um, and same thing with Kevin. Um, two things. One, he was a chronic migraine sufferer. So anytime he'd go for a long run or he would do a CrossFit workout. It seemed to trigger this post, um, post-workout migraine for him. And then he had, he was just at that time, again, feeling really stressed and overwhelmed with a few things going on in his life. And since we, you know, had found some efficacious products and then we started making beam, he hasn't had any migraines since then. Um, and I'll knock on wood for him because when he tells that story, he usually knocks on wood. But so, yeah, it started the whole like, holy cow, this stuff is interesting, it really just came from personal experience.
0: Um, I guess just to back up a little bit, Do you have any learnings or advice for people that are going to be starting businesses with a partner? Like anything that you guys figured out along the way that you'd either do differently or maybe even things that you did right that um, would be helpful to people?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. There's, you know, we could do the whole thing could just be on that. It's such an important thing. And we had both gone through different experiences where we had other partnerships that hadn't worked out. and so we both came into this. One thing I love about Kevin, you know, we we started as best friends, um, and him and I, in particular, with our friendship, we've always had this, I would say, unique or very nice um, quality of our friendship, which is like just super direct, honest communication. And I think that's one of the been one of the most important things we continue to have in our friendship and our partnership is just radical transparency and radical communication with each other. Um, some things are, you know, more aggressive or you know controversial we have a different opinion but it always just comes from we're just being open and honest with each other and, and we always just do it in a respectful way and if we approach it that way the communication that we always come to a good outcome at the end um but at the very very beginning it was really just being open and putting all things on the table as to how we thought you know we would work together um there's all the things around you know become a partner in equity and compensation and you know titles and all these different things and not specific to us. Just the overview of it is just to be really communicative and to come in. Um, you know, you always want to be in agreement and aligned on things, and not don't ever just push stuff off and think you'll solve it later. Or you you know, you address it when it comes up. We we always took the mindset to like let's just have hard conversations now, so that let's not kick the can down the road on certain things. And it it, it can be really uncomfortable, but I think those are the conversations that you really need to have. Um, and so. You know, getting into any partnership or starting something, it's really just understand, you know, expectations for each other. Communicate on the hard stuff. You know, if one day one person wants to quit, um, you know, one person's not contributing, one person's not performing, um, how are you going to address and solve for disagreements and disputes? Um, and if you lay out a good framework within that, and I think again at the core of all of that is just being really good communicators with each other. That's where I found. Or partnerships haven't gone well. And when I've when when I've seen you know Kevin and I having such such success, I think it really is all rooted to this idea of radical and open and honest communication with each other.
0: That's a great lesson. I think probably carries over to any relationship. Um but mm-hmm. so how do you start um learning and processing all the science about CBD? It's like not only do you have to find A sustainable business model Mm -hmm. but you've got to be able to be the expert too right or at least get to some level of knowledge where you can educate folks that might be interested in buying it right how did you go about doing that learning
1: yeah it's a great question i think the way i'm going to answer that now would be different i think probably like a month into what we when we started um given how complex cbd is so It's also interesting, Kevin and I don't come from, you know, medical backgrounds. We weren't, you know, bio majors or anything in college. Um, We really just became, we, you know, we set our sights on this and just became obsessed with it. Um, And really just about being super curious and and just constantly learning and absorbing as much information as you can. We did our best. So it's kind of gray with CBD too, just because there's not a ton of science on it. There's not a lot of research and things like that. There's some studies, there's some you know, smaller, you know, findings and research papers that you can find and read that support, you know, a lot of the science we talk about is just citizen science, which is the people broadly using CBD products, but also specifically to Beam using our products and just their, again, me talking about my knees and, and the impact it's had on my body relative to that, or Kevin talking about his migraines, like that's pretty tangible evidence of someone saying, the only thing I changed was using beam and this is the outcome I had from it. Um, the other part of that question, though, is just how do we take something so complex and then explain this to people? Um, because we can talk about the endocannabinoid system and, the EC, you know, and how your ECS system works and how CBD and CB1 and CB2 receptors and all these different things. I think, and this would be true, I think, to any business is really understanding what is the common thread between your products and the person and then how do you connect that to human nature? And what I mean when I say that and something that we've learned is that what we're finding and, and and when you read about CBD and if you Google it or you read blog posts or people talking about it, you hear these big terms, you hear these big words and all these different things. Um, but what you really have to understand is like, what are the pain points and the needs like, that people have and things that they, they know they have and things that they don't know that they have? Um, what, you know, what are the things that they're, that they need in their life to feel happy healthy whole and then how do you communicate that to someone in human nature so just in the way in the ways that they are commonly talking about it. like i can't sleep or i have stress i have anxiety my knees hurt not you know talking about the endocannabinoid system and all these different things so i think that's relevant to your question i think that's kind of i guess where my mind went which is really one thing i think we're doing well and we're continuing to do more of it as we continue to launch new products and build our brand which again is like taking this, this complex thing. And I think this complex thing doesn't just have to be CBD. It could be any business idea or product that you have. How do you take this thing and and what's that common thread between your product, your idea to a person, the truth of that person, then how does that get communicated at a more human level? Like how are they actually, how is the customer actually talking, feeling, um, looking at stuff? And if you can find that, I think that's how you can, Engage and build your brand and get people to want to try stuff so that they they come in and it's just super simple They get it in a second when either they look at your website your social media, they hold your product Um, You know, for example, we just launched uh, one of our new products is called dream and it's for sleep and You know from naming to ingredients to the packaging. It's super simple that you get like this is to help for better sleep um so I guess that's sort of my analogy is like, can you make it that simple where someone takes something and says, okay, for better sleep, that CBD and have this like dictionary and all these different things that go along with it. I don't know if I, hopefully that made sense. And I think that was relative lived your question.
0: Yeah, man, it does. And it's like nobody that lands on the website is, or I shouldn't say nobody, but a very small percentage of people is going to want to like geek out about the science. Like you guys do, I'm sure every day. It's just like, you know, is this safe? And I have X, Y, or Z condition and is Mm it going to help me with that? Like I'm looking for a result. Yep. Um, I think that's, I think that's dead on. Um, Let's transition a little bit into, into beam. So um, I do want to get into like the different products and you're talking to somebody who's never tried CBD also. So I don't know if that changes um, how you would explain it to me, but I guess Mm -hmm. tell us about Like the last year and a half, and then let's transition into the products.
1: Yeah. um, I guess it's just a short timeline. So, Kevin and I, we launched this. um, It was just us full time on it. Obviously, we worked with a small agency in Boston, just, you know, and we still work with them. They're an integral part of our team now, Um, you know, from branding to social design you know, marketing, a bunch of other stuff, um, but really small, just, you know, packing boxes in a spare bedroom, lugging around a table around Seaport in Boston to, you know, CrossFit studios, core power classes, things like that. And, um, you know, we, we started to raise a little bit of money from friends and family. We launched a website. We found that influencer marketing was going to be our best channel given a lot of restrictions in the category. Um, and while we're doing all of this, we're putting such an emphasis on Beam and the brand and how do we create, um, you know, a super engaged community that isn't so much just about like our products, but more about Beam and what we're here and what we're about. And we, I think we've, we took a lot of flack for that in the beginning in terms of how much we were spending on marketing and the brand and investing in that up Um, You know, when you looked at like our sales at the time and relative to how much of the sales were going into marketing and all these different things. and. I think now it's really has paid dividends, um, both in this category and also just, you know, you start to see how important the brand and the connection it is to, you know, our customers and the other things that we're doing around content and social and experiential events and pop-ups and things like that. But, you know, I would say we just, we started out really just hustling, really investing in our brand. Um, you know, we started, you know, we started to work with some, um, part-time contractors and then started to hire some people full-time. We we closed a venture round of funding last fall. Um, so it's past, past September, closed 2019. It was led by obvious ventures, which is an awesome firm in San Francisco. <laughs> One of the co-founders is Ev Williams who co-founded Twitter. Um, and they have an amazing portfolio, especially around, um, healthy living. And we really just aligned with them on views in the cannabis space and, and CBD and THC and the roles these will play in people's lives. And, you know, the brand that we're building, well, form factor, the products, everything. Um, you know, we just went through our first Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which was a lot of fun and hectic and crazy, all in really good ways. Um, you know, now as we get into 2020, we're really just focused on, you know, um, I would say our four, our four core focus of buckets is just continuing operational efficiencies, um, operational um, optimizing the business in every which way, um, you know, building out our product roadmaps so product innovation, um, strategic partnerships as we continue to build out some alliances, with some really impactful people within our brand. We have some people that will be announcing over the next few months that are, I think, will have a really good impact on the brand or aligned with us. Um, and and just continue to um, invest in the brand again through experiential stuff. We have different pop up stores opening. Um, you know, how do we really continue to nurture the brand too, and not lose sight of just you know pushing products and trying to make sales? Like we launched this Pursuit for Better campaign, which really has nothing to do with our products, but really just more about Beam and who we are. And it started with Matt Frazier, who's um, I'm sure you know who Matt is, but he's the four time CrossFit Games champion a big Nike athlete. We launched a short film with him um, right around Christmas last year, and it was all around just who he is, not just the CrossFit champion, like what's really driving him and what motivates him beyond winning another championship. Um, we're, we're debuting another Pursuit for Better film with Kaiza, who's one of our fitness partners, um, to share her story. So we have to continue to focus on those four buckets around you know, managing operational efficiencies, product development, product innovation, aligning ourselves with really impactful strategic people and then just continue to nurture and grow our brand. Um, so I guess that's, you know, again, started out as just hustling, going from studio to studio, selling product um, to launching a website, to getting into, you know, e-com and a direct-to-consumer brand, you know, really understanding influencer marketing, starting to develop more products. And now it's really just about scaling all of that.
0: The um, The early days of lugging around tables and doing sampling events. What was the strategy for, like, how did you get people to say, yes, you guys can come in, bring a table and let people try this stuff? Or were you selling stuff? Like what are the, to me, like I've done that before and it's really uncomfortable for me, but I, like, I recognize that you have to do it anyways. Um, I'm curious about how you went about targeting different studios and getting Mm -hmm. them to say yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the simpler version of that is just to ask people, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We started CrossFit Southview, which Kevin was a member to where I go now. Um, we went to the core power in Seaport where we knew Lloyd, who's, who's one of the instructors and teachers there and, and manages a studio. It is really uncomfortable. It's not the most glamorous thing. And, and then again, you have to approach people. They're just trying to mind their business, get their workout in or leave, you know, before or after class. Like, Hey, like, can I tell you about beam really quick? Um, so it's, it isn't, it's, it's hard work. It, it's simple, but it, it is hard. It's uncomfortable. You have to, you know, sometimes not force a conversation, but, try, you know, try to start conversations with people when they're like very obviously trying not to make eye contact with you. <laughs> um, so it's, it's simple. It's just really just about asking. And, you know, people say no. Um, but, you know, you ask 10 studios, two of them say yes. And, and you kind of just go off of that. So if I ask 100, we get into 20
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we go do tabling and we just kind of go from there.
0: How did you, um, I guess, specifically, I'm curious about how you came up with Beam and then if you guys have a process that you go through for, you know, naming in general, naming new products or naming Mm -hmm. campaigns, like that type of thing.
1: Yeah. So how we came up with the name Beam? Yeah. Yeah. So it was... um, it goes back to us saying earlier when you look at the category, you had a lot of these companies at the time that had some form of the word cannabis in the name. They had the cannabis leaf because hemp is in the cannabis family um, on the packaging, which most people just associate as weed or marijuana um, that don't know that hemp is part of cannabis, um, or have the you know some type of the word med or medical in, in the word. And again, like that, just as a consumer, that doesn't say you know active lifestyle you know, daily lifestyle supplement. It didn't really feel like that's something I want to put, you know, on, on my desk. It's something where I want to put behind like the, you know, the, in the medical medicine cabinet in my home. And Mm -hmm. when we are thinking names, we really just wanted to take like, what is the most simple, friendly thing that we can do, but also emulate, you know, what we think our brand and our products will be about. And so for us, we, we landed on beam in a sense that it's four letters. It's simple. It's a, it's a common word that people use. It also can emulate and connect to our products and our brand around energy, light, stability, support. Um, and then we also saw like some fun things that we can do with the name too around like social hashtags and things like that. So it's really just about simplicity and, and being friendly.
0: Is uh, is buyingbeam.com on the roadmap? Uh, <laughs> um, Who owns it? I didn't even think to look. I just went yeah, to the website. Yeah, I think
1: but... it's a... Um... I think it's a vacuum company somewhere in like maybe Germany or, or something like that. But when you go to it, it reroutes you to a different domain. So they own it. Um, I think it's a vacuum company or like a blender company something like that, but maybe we might have to raise a little bit more funding probably to make a legitimate offer for that. But, but yeah, that's, that's where of the hardest things coming in with the name is then looking to see if the domain is available, which like 99% of the time it's not. So you have to either get creative with the domain or make up a word, uh, as your company name. But <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, like the, um, I agree with you. I think that almost everything's taken and I kind of hate like when people eliminate vowels or just like add L Y on the end of stuff, it's like, yeah, I don't love that either. So, um, so let's talk about maybe like the first product, like how you went through, Mm -hmm. having never done this before, how you end up with some kind of a substance in a bottle that you can sell to people. And then from there, let's talk about like what you guys sell today.
1: Yeah. So when we launched, we launched with a tincture, which is the oil. Um, But it's the ingestible oil. You can take it sublingually. You can add it to a smoothie, a coffee, a beverage. Uh, And we launched also with a salve, which we call the fixer, which is a topical, it has some essential oils and it's a beeswax base. Um, and we launched those two things for a few reasons. Um, one, those are two of the most common things at that time in, in the CBD category. And so we wanted to quickly learn just the acceptance, like are people interested in this? Um, so in a way, you know, to use a common term, like that was our MVP is that's our quickest, fastest way to market. So not try and reinvent the wheel now is at least test cbd and start building a brand and just gauge people's interest Would they be interested does it resonate with them is it are they finding it to be efficacious and so that was our plan from the start is how do we in the most effective quickly cost efficient way get to market how can we do that and so we found um you know the right partner who could help us execute on certain things that we wanted to make sure with our royal um and our topical one, one of them being you know zero thc and all of that and we can talk more about that how that relates to our brand um and whatnot but we we then i want to say like three or four months later launched a protein bar which was exciting because it also started to show you know as we we're starting to raise money starting to build a brand starting to build a community started to show us as as innovators and thought leaders in the space and thinking differently other than just coming out with i would say just like you know the private labeled SKUs that you, you see and can do easily in the cbd space you know dog treats and vapes bath bombs um cbd gummies things like that we really wanted to think again you know how can we make cbd more seamless and integrate into people's lives and at that time it was easy for us to um not easy but it was it was a, a path for us to start showing product innovation start trying and testing new products um we actually don't make the protein bars anymore, just given this category and all the grayness and the regulatory stuff and the FDA not really weighing in. CBD in a food product, you know, for example, on a one to scale, one to ten scale of risk is like an eight or nine, um, where supplements are are much much lower. And so now that we've again to our other products, but we actually just discontinued that this past January. For now, just while we navigate the regulatory risk of different things, but. Um, you know, with anything, again, like we wanted, initially we wanted to have the perfect product. We wanted to have the perfect packaging, the perfect label. And I think in terms of the brand we got there, but, you know, we also just said like, let's just get to market and make sure that people like this. Um, and also too, like, I remember, you know, we had a, a business friend and business mentor that's helping us a little bit, just giving us some feedback. And we were so excited to finally get our first products. And, you know, it's, a, you know, it's like having a, baby in a way we were so happy and you know we were just excited to have those in our hands and thought it was so cool and we're you know we're off to the races and he was just like that's great but you know sh- shut up and go sell 500 of them uh, <laughs> so it was a humble reminder to get out and actually see if people would be interested um
0: where but, did you sell the early stuff matt and like what was the feedback yeah. like
1: yeah it really it was just the t- we didn't have a website when we launched we i think we just had a landing page um that we we weren't selling anything through, but the early the early days, were selling to local juice shops, the local grocery stores, doing the tabling at different studios that would have us come in and selling direct to consumer, direct to the to the customer. Um, and then we launched our website just before Christmas, not this one, the one before. Um, and then we're really focused on on direct to consumer e commerce. Um, so that was that was the initial initial path is just hustling around with the different grocery stores and juice stores.
0: how did you go about like, to me, that's like the ultimate like hand to hand sales. How did you go about collecting and acting upon feedback from those folks?
1: Yeah. um, We, we, I believe we're collecting emails when we, when we're initially, again, like you said, it's kind of like hand to hand combat in a way, like directly selling to people at, at, you know, on our table and things like that, we would follow up with people, check in, ask for feedback, honest feedback. Um, and what we're finding, and because we did spend a lot of time on the quality and the ingredients that are in our products, is that we do have a very efficacious, high quality product. And so we were getting very positive feedback. Not to say we had a hundred percent success rate, but it was definitely high enough, and we're moving product fast enough where we really knew that we were onto something. Um, again, in Boston too, being it still isn't, but, you know, in terms of being a mainstream thing, but, you know, being in LA versus Boston is just like a night and day difference in terms of the receptiveness and awareness of an education around different cannabis products, CBD and THC. Um, but we really saw that we we're onto something. The velocity of how we started to move through our first few orders of products and having to reorder was, was pretty staggering. It actually caught us by surprise a little bit. And then it comes time that was like, everybody can sell something once to someone, can you, you know, do they come back and want to buy it again? And so that's where we started to get really excited because we started to see, um, and following up with people and people reaching out to us, you know, because we just popped up at the fitness studio, you know, you guys coming back, I'm out of my beam. I need more, the fitness studio inviting us back because so many people were asking when the beam guys are coming back. So that's when we, we really started to see, you know, we're onto something. And then more importantly, that repeat people wanting, you know, this is becoming part of their lifestyle.
0: Can you, um. Can we talk about some of the benefits and like mm-hmm. what people are using the products for today?
1: Yeah, so I'll give the the our sort of our brief CBD 101. I'll start just at the at the plant, and so at the highest level, you have cannabis, and within that, you have hemp and you have marijuana. So both part of the cannabis family. Just think of them as cousins in a way. Um, and both of those plants, you have over a hundred different cannabinoids. So think of those as just different compounds in the plant, just in the same way that we might have, you know, we have cells and atoms in our body. So then those plants, you have all these different cannabinoids. In marijuana, you have, when you extract it from the, from the plant, you have super high levels of THC and it's balanced out with, um, you know, balanced portfolio essentially of other cannabinoids, a little bit of CBD in there, but not that much. When you do the extraction from hemp, you have a really high amount of CBD and then a balanced um, portfolio, essentially, of other cannabinoids as well. A little bit of THC is included in that. THC, again, just to double click on that. So that's the one that has a psychoactive component that gets you high. So that's when you know you smoke or use marijuana products. That gives you the high feeling. CBD has no psychoactive effect to it. Um, and what's really cool about CBD and how it works is that in our bodies, we have what's called an endocannabinoid system. Or just call it an ECS system. And so think of our ECS system and our body as almost this operating system. It's this mind body connection. Essentially, its main job is to keep our body in balance. And so we have all these different functions going on in our body that are, you know, we're trying to function, whether it's managing stress, dealing with inflammation, um, digestion, um, sleep management, all these different things. Our body is constantly trying to run efficiently and run the way that it should be. And you know, usually just say, life happens, or like our days go on, weeks happen, and you know we're working, we're working out, we have different lifestyles, we're not always in balance, we're not always working and running as optimally or efficiently as we can in our body. Um, and so, CBD. What's really interesting is that it has these two receptors in it, CB1 and CB2. And what essentially what they do is is they almost act as like little spark plugs to your ECS system. So again, like our mind is sending all these neurotransmitters and signals throughout our body and, and sending communication, essentially on how to do stuff, you know, digest food, deal with stress. Your body goes through a process to get a quality night's sleep, to get in REM cycle, get deep sleep. Uh, and again, that whole ECS system sometimes just isn't op, op, fi, um, firing optimally. And so just think again, when you start to consume CBD, it just acts as these little spark plugs to just help your ECS system do its job more efficiently. And so our analogy, again, to try to humanize this and dumb it down, because all that stuff is kind of complex and, you know, hard to understand maybe at the first pass, but think of CBD oil as engine oil for your body, and it's just helping your body run more efficiently. And so it's really interesting with that. And it also helps guide our products is that um, it has such a broad menu of benefits because really what it's doing is impacting your ECS system. And what your ECS system is doing is really helping your body run more efficiently it's it's controlling and impacting so many different functions and so that's why you commonly hear things about sleep and inflammation stress anxiety digestion all these different things Um, and so it's really cool is that with cbd and what we found is people are intrigued by it because they you know they have some type of pain point they're not sleeping well they are stressed um you know they have joint pain they have arthritis whatever the, the, the case may be, is that people are interested in CBD for a very particular reason. And what we found is that what we can do is cater very uniquely to those pain points by creating specific products for those. So then taking our CBD and then stacking it with other ingredients to really help emulate or help solve for that inflammation, that sleep, stress, anxiety, etc., which is, you know, how we ended up launching Dream, which is our sleep product, which is our CBD paired with other ingredients to really promote restful sleep. Clarity, which is a CBD and, and adaptogens really focused on, you know, to help manage stress and brain fog and, and um, you know, promote better focus and clarity. So a little bit of a ramble, but that's, uh, I guess, the CBD in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't a ramble at all. That's tight. <laughs> I like the way that you do that. Um do, do any of these like, do they interact with each other in like, not negative ways, but if I take, like, can you take the dream product and the clarity product to like, at, not at the same time, but take one before I go to bed and then get up in the morning and take the other one?
1: Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. And that's, that's the thought process of how we are thinking about our products and our brand is how do we. So it, it, it is more. We'll kind of come up a little from that. It's really, um, you know, I was talking about how do you connect products? Like, what's the common thread between our products to to the person? And at the same time, too, we also look at that as the people that we're trying to serve. You know, we our our analogy usually is we we want Beam to be for Matt Frazier, who is this obviously super intense, rugged, you know, extreme athlete. You know, best at his craft. Um, you know, to the yogi who and again, we try to create that, like, very opposite end of the spectrum. Um, and really, when we look at that, or we even say the other spe- – like, my mom who has arthritis in her hand. And it's just like, what is the, what's the common thread between the different people that we're trying to, to serve um, and, like, what connects them? And what we found is that we think that everybody has better to experience. You know, there's something about Matt and his training, his recovery, whatever it is, that there's another level of better that he can experience to help him improve at his craft you know, to the yogi and her lifestyle and what's important to her or to my mom, there's better to experience. And so really, you know, we boil that down into better, really just being about performing. Like we all want to perform better in our daily lives. Again, no matter what our craft is, um, whether you're an entrepreneur, an influencer, an athlete, a mom, um, et cetera, there's always some type of performance that we can improve on. And we then try to boil that down into, you know, what are the main buckets that we can then focus on? And so, you know, and examples might be sleep and, and recovery and energy and, um, you know, more balance in our life. And, you know, from there, how do we then craft products that fit into people's lives? So when we do that, um, the idea was how does being become part of people's lives? And, you know, if we want to impact people's performance, we want to help support them, be their best selves. Like what are those main buckets that we can do? And the idea is that you know we all go through these different phases throughout our day of you know waking up doing our thing you know trying to relax go to sleep wake up and kind of do it over again so maybe again a ramble but your question we've designed and crafted beam and our products so that we can support different phases every day and so the idea is that you can take clarity in the morning and you can take dream at night um you know you can use our oil or topicals throughout the day and it's not you know too much cbd it's not overlapping um, And it's meant to be very supportive and complimentary in terms of your, like your lifestyle and the things that you're doing.
0: Got it. Um, Potentially like a a hard transition here, but I'm going to try it anyways. Um, (laughs) You had mentioned like go to market strategy and, and finding that influencer marketing was going to be something that was really strong for your particular situation. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. um, So some of that, is definitely specific to the category that we're in. You know, for example, um, you know, you're not seeing CBD. It's, you know, it's not in Targets. It's not, you know, there's some topical lotions and creams. You might find at a few Whole Foods, but it's really not mainstream in retail yet. At the same time, it's it's very complicated, um, you know, to run ads on Instagram and Facebook and Google and things like that. There's some ways to do it. There's some... um, you know, opportunities in that space, but really there's, there's a lot of restrictions. It's not as simple as having, you know, just a protein powder and, you know, going retail, going ads, etc. And so we found that influencers at the time was our fastest path to sale. Cause at the same time too, we're also in our early days, we're kind of saying, okay, if I go to Joe's group grocery store, I have to talk to Joe and then I have to talk to uncle Mike. And then ultimately it's, you know, Susie who makes the decision and that could take me 60 days to close a $300 PO. <laughs> And you know, whereas if we work and partner with the right influencer who has the demographic and the following that we're trying to build our brand around and they're super authentic, their community loves them and they're a beacon of knowledge and information and they trust whatever it is that they say they use or promote or or believe in, you know, they can make a post about it and we can do you know X amount of sales in a second or grow our brand, you know, instantly from that. And so we we found that our best use of time was like how do we really surround strategic partners and influencers that can align with Kevin and I's background, our story, what we're trying to create with beam and want to support that beam is a natural extension of their personal brands. And, you know, um, their brands become a natural extension of beam. And we just, we found that to be massively, um, impactful, especially in our early days and, and, and still continuing to be. And it's one of those things to you, you have to, um, you you can't just go do one strategy and then just kind of keep running it and you know have it run on autopilot you what we found also is you constantly have to be monitoring and auditing these different things what was our initial goal and outcome of doing this and what are the results that we're getting and are we getting the results that we want if we're not you constantly just have to keep tweaking it modifying and it, tweaking it modifying it and just making sure that it's running as efficiently as possible um, yeah
0: Got it. The, um, what's it been like getting into CrossFit and, you know, being a part of that community? I Mm. know you've always been incredibly active, incredibly fit, but, um, CrossFit is kind of like its own animal. So I'm curious to hear what you think about it.
1: Yeah. Um, I just started doing it a little, maybe a year and a half ago now. Um, yeah, it's, eight-ish years, seven years since I stopped playing hockey. You know, I've, I've done different fitness classes and, you know, just done so much training. All I need is, you know, a few dumbbells or something. And I, I know how to get a good workout. And so I've never really joined a gym before. And I've gone, I have popped into a couple of classes with Kevin at CrossFit selfie, but, you know, kind of had this, you know, things like, I don't want to learn how to do double unders. Like I can't do that skill. Like I just want to go work out. I don't want to be, you know, figuring out how to do something and not get a good workout. And for whatever reason, I just started going last fall and just stuck with it and started to learn the skills. And I think what I love about it, obviously there's the competition and, you know, being in a class or, you know, seeing other people's scores in a workout and trying to beat that or just be, you know, compete with yourself. And, but I love what, um, it's actually something I heard Katrin, uh, Katrin Davis Star say something that what she thought was so cool is, was what she was able what she was able to do with her body. She was kind of just amazed that she didn't realize her body could do these crazy things because she's obviously insanely fit and one of the best athletes in, in in the sport. Um but I think that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed with it too is in summary ways like learning how to walk in my hands and do you know ring muscle ups and all these crazy things and you know lifting more and heavier than I was when I was a professional hockey player. Um so it's kind of it's so cool because you can just see the progress that you're making. It's not about you know, the other people at the gym. And it is fun to compete against your friends and other people. And there's some good guys there that I like to work out with. But at the same time, too, it's just really cool to see progress. I think, you know, progress often says progress equals happiness. And and that's one area where you just you can continuously see progress. And I think that's what makes it so fun is there's so many things to get good at. And so you can just constantly just be getting better at something.
0: Nice. Um, I think for like the last topic I want to hit you with mm-hmm. is um you write pretty regularly about the process and the journey. And um, I don't know how to ask like a really direct question about it, but I wanted to hear you riff on that a little bit more. And I guess um, that really resonates with, with me. So I'm sure that some of those posts are some of the ones that are most engaged with because you're talking to people who are in the middle of things that sometimes suck and sometimes are great and it's fun and it's exhausting and it's energizing. Like Take me through a little bit of, of how you think about the process.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's one of my favorite things, I think. and um, It's just such an important topic. Um, I'll try to... There's, there's a lot of elements. And I think at the highest level, what I've learned, and it's not an easy thing to learn, um, but I spent a lot of time thinking about it, is that... Um, you know, everything, whether it be a relationship or a passion or a business or something, you know, it's really, you know, it becomes this beautiful journey and not just because it's a beautiful journey. doesn't mean that there's like, it's not, you know, just skipping along the path and it's sunny out and it's easy to get there. Um, You know, within those, there's so many times. And I think what's interesting and and maybe why some people engage and can relate with that, because I think it's, it's just so relatable And anything that you're doing. There's so many challenges and so many things that can come up um, that are really, really, really hard. And so when I talk about being obsessed with the process or it being about the journey, what's really at the core of that is that if you can learn to love the darkest times as much as the times when things are going well and, you know, things almost seem easy and they're enjoyable, they're happy and things are going your way. We can really learn to embrace those those hard times. There's so many learnings and so many things baked within that that you know can shape you, um, keeps you going. Um, and if but if you don't love those, you quit. And so I think what I've learned is just Kevin and I, just particular with Beam, both you know within Beam and personally, and all these different things, we've gone through so much stuff together and we talk about all the times is if you don't, there's just so much stress and worrying when you're really trying to create something, when you really focus on your craft, when you become obsessed with your craft, you're just, you're constantly worrying about it. You're constantly stressed about it. It's any, you know, you study any athlete or entrepreneur or business or anyone, you know, a lot of times we just see the outcome of all of their hard work and their, their journey. And what you don't see though, is just all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And it's just so important to really embrace everything that goes into building something or doing something. And again, it can be a relationship with someone. It can be a business. It can be a passion project. Um, But if you don't fully embrace everything that goes a part of that, you know, again, an analogy, just be an athlete, you know, they get hurt and they have to miss the whole season. Now that's a really hard thing to go through. And, you know, there's plenty of examples of athletes who don't come back from injuries and things like that. There's plenty of athletes who do. And it's as much as that sucks and it's, it's not to say like make it, so it doesn't suck and make it, it's not, doesn't make it not hard. It's just, you just have to find love and, and embrace the idea of this season, you know, I'm injured. I can't play. And as hard as that is, if you can learn to love that, that element of it, um, you keep going. And I think that's just the most important thing is that it teaches you not to quit because things can get really, really, really hard along the way. And you quit because you would just be a normal person, a normal person. Why would you put up with this if you didn't love it? Um, and so I think that's one of the most important things is if you can, I'm being repetitive with it now, but if you can really embrace all elements of that process that you go through, um, there's, there's so much within that, that I think just, it keeps you going along that path.
0: Amen, man. man, I'm with you. What, um, what is the best place to learn about and buy Beam, is it just on the website? Yeah, it, you
1: know you can follow us on Instagram. It's just at Beam. Um, luckily, we're able to get that handle. Love it. Um, <laughs> and then our website is beam, b e a m t l c dot com. no THC, just TLC?
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: That, that's where the TLC comes from.
0: Thanks for doing this, man. That was really fun.
1: Yeah, thank you. This is I really appreciated uh, getting to share my story and Beam story.
0: Cool man. Appreciate it. Nice talking. Thank to you. you. You too. See you man.
1: See ya.